0: Welcome back everybody, I'm Matt, I'm Jimmy, and we are Two Average Guys coming to you on the uh, Cornhusker Nation Facebook page. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we got a lot to talk about, Um, obviously the Huskers lost yesterday, Um, we'll touch on that first. Um, This week, what's nice about the Husker loss, um, if you want to put it that way, is we actually have some positives to take away from the game. Um, so that's kind of nice, even though it was a, we gave it forty two points. But uh, there were a lot of a lot of positives from that game. But um, I think the most positive thing that we'll talk about is going to be Coach Frost um, and his press conference after the game. So we'll get to that as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you aren't kidding. It, the First couple of drinks of this is a little tough to get down.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we're drinking old style right now. Uh, we got some Bud Lights as backup, but old style. Um, I got my Cubs shirt on. Last game of the regular season, they yes. start in about 17 minutes, and I'm a diehard Cubs fan. We need this win. They we win need the win. Beat. need to beat those Cardinals to to win or potentially tie for a playoff game, a play-in game to the wild card tomorrow to see who wins the Central. They're so, already in. So. They're already in the playoffs, so we'll see. But uh, that's why we're drinking old style right now. If you've never had it, um, it it's rough the first couple of drinks. First couple sips, but, you know, it's the official beer of Cubs baseball. It's worth it, yeah. got to have it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about our house crew yesterday. So um, as I mentioned, it was it was a rough start. Um, or not a rough start. We no, actually it was went down. Awesome. We went down. And we scored right away. Uh,
1: driving, we scored on our opening drive.
0: First time we did that all season. Yeah. So we haven't done that all season. We looked good on the opening drive as well. Um, a lot of positive things to take away from that opening drive, um, and that was exciting. I actually uh, my son and decided to take a three hour nap, so I didn't actually see the first touchdown, the first drive. Um, mm-hmm. Too bad, because it looked good. Yeah, by the time I got to the game, and then they came down and scored on their first drive. Um, And then we had a chance to score again on our second drive, and we get down fourth and one. We went for it, and we put Greg Bell in, and he didn't get it. After Zigbo had a fantastic drive on the first touchdown, they put Greg Bell in on the second drive, and Greg Bell got stuffed, and, you know... Play calling, blocking—you gotta look at everything um, on that play. But yeah, um, going into the game, I knew that
1: Maurice Washington probably wasn't going to be playing. He was sick last week. He didn't Um, practice at all. Yep. So knew Zigbo was going to have to come in play a pretty significant role, which I thought he did, and I thought he was a beast.
0: I thought he was a stud. Seventeen rushes for 170 yards. 10 yards per rush. And two TD. So you're, when you're averaging 10 yards per rush, um, that's a solid game. And-,
1: and we had another fourth down there in the game that, that was a pretty pivotal spot, and we didn't have him in there.
0: Yeah, It's
1: pretty tough to figure out. I know yeah. Coach Frost and these coaches are smarter than us, but when you see it like that, it's kind of hard to be like, why didn't you just... Put a Zigbo in it. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because, you know, you got to look at a couple of things on the fourth down. Frost touched on it in the post-game conference on the fourth down call, play calling. Not only play calling, but the execution of the play. So we'll talk about that here in a okay. little bit. Yep. Um, so Zigbo had a great game, 17 rushes, 170 yards and two TDs. Um, Martinez, a, pe- a lot of people thought he played terrible. He actually threw for 323 yards and two TDs. He had the, any rush for 91 yards.
1: And he was still kind of running for his life. At least in the first half, he was dropping back. Yeah, and I thought their D line wasn't supposed to be very good. Their linebackers were supposed to be good, which they were. Yes, and they were bringing they were bringing a lot of pressure. The um, offensive line, I guess, maybe played a little better in the second half, definitely. But yes, um, not as big of an opponent as Michigan, so you know it's not as tough.
0: No, but. but- but we we still we missed a lot of assignments on the offensive line. We still missed a lot of blocks um, when they'd bring in an extra guy for the blitz, We would ne- we wouldn't pick them up. Um, and those, and when they would shoot the gap, those gap blitzes, we didn't know how to. We still had not figured out how to stop those gap blitzes. And that's something that hopefully they're able to see in film and and hopefully switch around and, and make some adjustments on right. the offensive line. And there line. was a
1: couple things with Martinez. He uh, when he does when he was getting that. That pressure kind of through the gaps, like yep. you were saying. He hasn't quite figured it out yet. Um, there's a couple times he just kind of stood in there, and yep. then a, another time. And he's a true freshman. He didn't play senior year, so yep. I mean, he's still learning. It's going to take some time. But there's another time he rolled out, and instead of throwing the ball away just out of bounds, he ended up running Losing out of bounds, seven but years. it was seven yards, yeah. and, it, and it just killed the drive. Yeah. And you know, another thing, it's just so tough. Like we. When we get these long sec- second and long third and long, mm-hmm. we're we're not able to really end up getting a first down. Whereas on defense, the teams have thir- third and twenty on us and they get it half the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, and we, um, yeah, the third our third down defense has been rough this year, and that's something that we have to get better at. Um, and our third downs have not been good this year. Um, so there's a lot of things, and like you said, Martinez, he's a freshman. True freshman. He didn't play a senior year. So you're talking about a guy. It's been a couple of years since he's played any snaps. And he looks good. I yeah. Mean, don't get me wrong. He's still doing fine, but he's making, he's making freshman mistakes. You expect that from a freshman yeah. QB. Anybody coming into the season who didn't think he'd make mistakes – is foolish. I mean, yes, we made he made mistakes. It's gonna keep happening. He's not gonna be mistake free throughout the entire year. He threw a pick late in the game. Threw off his back foot, really poor throw. He threw a lot of passes really high over the receivers in that, in that third and fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I mean, really wide open receivers where we had a chance to get the first down and keep moving the ball. Um, but one thing too is uh, one of the, uh, this happened more than once. But we get the ball to the Zigbo six yards. So now we're at second and four. Two passes. Now it's fourth down. We got to punt it away. So yeah. uh, we have a strong, we get a strong run game going, but then we divert back to the pass. And once again, Frost and his staff are a lot smarter than we are. But watching the games from home and seeing that, hey, we're successful on that first down run, but we're also very predictable that, hey, they're going to run on first down, then they're going to pass, and they're going to pass. We have, a, to me, a very predictable offense, and maybe that's part of it. With Martinez being in there as a freshman, um, maybe that's part of that molding him into that quarterback that we want him to be or that Frost wants him to be. Is let's we have to be a little predictable in some of these games because maybe it's too much if we add if we add too much. I don't know. Yeah, it could be, be that about- they're just simplifying
1: their actual, you know, the whole game plan that they would normally have yeah. like to simplify it a little bit because of personnel i know it is for sure because yeah. they they're up to te- i mean we like to play up tempo and the offensive line is not conditioned to be able to do yeah.
0: that and that and a lot of people get frustrated and they get upset like oh i thought this was supposed to be up tempo you watch ucf they're up tempo why isn't nebraska but it's it's personnel it's 100 percent it personnel we have to have the guys that are conditioned to run that up tempo offense and that's what we don't have and that's yet. what i think I'm sure is what they're looking for in recruiting,
1: so they're going to get some offense. I know that I think there was like two or three offensive linemen yeah. that were visiting, or at least that are extremely high on the radar for uh, this next upcoming recruiting class. Absolutely, so,
0: yeah. I mean, and that's that's one thing that you know cannot stress patience enough, as much as it's been said, and a lot of people are like, oh, we've been hearing the same crap over and over again every for year for years. Man, if you guys, if you anybody out there that's watching that says that. Watch Scott Frost talk after the games. Watch his demeanor. Um Mike Riley last year, after a game after every game that we lost, all eight games, after the game, he smiled a little bit, you know, we gotta go watch the film. Uh, you know we'll probably have to change some things here and there, but you know overall I think we did okay today. No, and that that was that was acceptable. And that's, yeah, exactly. We talk about cult, we talk about was. culture a lot, and Frost talks about changing the culture. The players talk about the culture and what it used to be with Riley, and that is what is so hard to get over is that culture of hey we lost that's okay we'll go into the next game. It's not okay, and I mean you know, you're gonna win you're not gonna win every game, but the the conference the press conference with scott frost about 10 12 minutes i think he spoke maybe a little bit longer um some really good questions but his emotionally driven responses is what like got me like i'm sitting there like getting chills up my spine as i'm watching this and like a smile just came to my face i didn't even know it but i started smiling i'm like (laughs) Why am I smiling? But you see this coach, and you don't—you don't see a lot of coaches that emotionally driven after a loss. You see them upset, or you know they might be ticked off about a few things. But he was honest, didn't bullshit around. Is these are the facts. We are undisciplined. We are the most undisciplined team in the country right now. Yep. For a coach to come out and lay down the facts for everybody to hear, including his team, especially his team. I and mean, I mean that is something that. Fans should be okay with and want to hear because he's not okay with losing. Right. And he also
1: I mean, undisciplined is by at least how I took it is yeah, I mean, they're getting undisciplined penalties, but it also seems like just in general, like they, there's they're, stuff they're, going on outside yeah, of the football they're, field. They're undisciplined like as a in a general type thing so that they're not, you know, he's got a certain way he wants to do things and it seems like there might be some guys that aren't doing that yes
0: and he mentioned you know not only discipline i don't want you to just be disciplined on the field these guys need to be disciplined in the lunchroom say thank Mm -hmm. you to the people that you know appreciate the things that they have in life outside of football because he mentioned losing a football game is not the worst thing that can happen exactly and to hear them to hear talk about how they should be behaving outside of the football field and how that kind of stuff can carry over to what you do in life. The way you discipline yourself by thanking the lunch lady and the people that clean your tables and appreciating stuff like that and being disciplined in your, your regular life outside of football, in the classroom, cool. in study hall, you know, and when you're just at home, in the dorms. That is what Husker fans – should want to hear. Yeah, you don't, you, he doesn't want people
1: breaking rules. He doesn't, he wants them to do things right. Yeah. Because when you do things right, good things end up happening. Yes. And it takes some, it, obviously it's taking some time to, uh, you know, get this whole thing going. Yeah. But yeah. I but, think but very, putting the groundwork in, what I they say? you know, you got to build it from the bottom, right? Yeah. We're just getting that foundation laid right
0: now. Yes, and and the foundation to me right now is all about attitude, um, hard work, hard work, respect, and and discipline. And that's what mm-hmm. these coaches, and that's what I respect more about Frost and his staff more than anything else is they're not just teaching them to or coaching them in football; they're trying to coach them in life. Because all these guys aren't going to go pro, so what well, are you going to do after after football? It's not. And I losing a football game, like you said, is not the worst thing that's going to happen in your life. Yeah i mean the uh i think the problem with
1: with Polini when we had Polini was it was more of like an us against the world Dips. type thing yes it wasn't like a kind of how frost is starting to do things around here now well like you said where you respect and discipline mm-hmm. and just all that kind of stuff so
0: um and i think both it a lot differently like the way he yeah. went about it he, he cared more about those kids than anything else um, which was great and in football it was the kids in football but you know, right. and Frost definitely brings a different perspective so to see his press conference it was a fantastic press conference like I have never I've never been so jacked up during a 10 12 minute press conference by a head coach in my entire <laughs> in my entire life and exactly. I said it I said it yesterday this is why he is here this is why he is our coach he doesn't want to be anywhere else he wants to be in Nebraska and I was talking to people yesterday I mean we should have this guy
1: for Twenty plus years. Yeah. As long as he doesn't have a dream to coach in the NFL or yeah. or whatever it is, um, and I think obviously we say it every week. It just it's we're gonna get there. It just sucks in the meantime. Yeah. When you're losing.
0: Well, when we when we had opportunities yesterday, we had them. We um, did. And just touch a little bit more on the press conference before we go into a couple more details in the game. Um, he also mentioned, uh, or someone asked him about the players on the sidelines. Oh yeah, he was there. Because there was he, he didn't he know heard, he, found, he out found out during out the about game. He didn't
1: know. So we had the game. players
0: on the sideline. Purdue scored. They're about to kick off, and there's music playing, and there's players on the Husker sideline dancing. Um, and he said, if I would have known about that, I would have stopped it right away, and those kids would have been sitting. Um, yeah, I don't know said, if they were starters. or he not. He said
1: they were backups and reserves. Um,
0: but doesn't doesn't
1: matter. matter. Um, I get it. Like it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> when, when you're on the sidelines, you know, or when you're in a game and, you know, a quarterback throws an interception, okay, he goes to the sidelines, you know, he doesn't want to just – you don't want a kid to just be sitting on the bench with his, no. you know, his head in his hands or something. You want him active and, and up and, and still into the game and get out of your mind, you know, yep. have, have people slapping him on the back, whatever. So, I mean, I get it that you just want to maybe stay kind of loose or that type of thing, but when you're losing a game – and you're dancing on the sidelines. Yeah. That's a bad luck.
0: Uh, that's bad. It's really bad. And, and he addressed that very well. He said he's gonna take care of it. He wants to see he wants to see what who it was and he's gonna take care of that situation right away. And that's that's what the kind of response you want from our coach. Um, someone asked him a question. I didn't quite hear it straight. Yeah, you couldn't hear it. any of the questions. The the one question that they asked, but his response was, um, I think I know what it is. But, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. So I'm really it. curious to see what that question was because that Yeah, maybe someone knows. I don't. Yeah, if someone heard that question or knows what it was, someone probably posted it somewhere. But there, there's things going on still, not only in that locker room but on the sidelines. There's things going on that um, he probably didn't want to throw some players or maybe even a coach under the bus. I don't know, um, which is Sorry. fine. But he, he is – He's standing up for his team, and he's telling, hey, we have guys out there that are battling. They are fighting every single play. Talks about Luke Gifford. He's like, mm-hmm. he had a fantastic game. He did. Um, he didn't mention Boodle, but my God, DiCaprio Boodle. He had. He was, awesome. he was probably our best defender yesterday, but you also got to look at uh, Williams, Aaron Williams. You didn't really hear his name all game, but you know who he was covering? He was covering Moore. Yeah, and Matt Moore's. Awesome. So Moore is fantastic, but he was not a factor in that game except for a couple plays. I mean,
1: he—I think he ended up having like maybe 80 yards receiving, yeah, but he, he but
0: didn't but have a touchdown. I think Williams was covering him, and I think yeah. we did a good job on our defense of covering those longer passes because that's where Moore kills you. Um, the so really, I think our D, Mo Berry had a decent game. I mean, he's, he's uh, by
1: far the best player on defense. But we he's had some
0: every week. But what Frost was really mad about in that game was more the discipline than anything else. We we don't get. We don't get the five yard penalties. We're not going offsides. We're not going. We're not doing the false starts. We're holding. We're getting the ten yard penalties. We're having personal fouls. We're getting the face masks. We're getting the roughing the passer. We're getting the late hit out of bounds. We're getting those undisciplined plays. That yes, that is that's killing us. And now I would I said yesterday, and you saw on the Cornhusker Nation page, and two average guys, that was probably the worst officiated game I've ever seen. In my life, and I've watched a lot of football, but total game, that was a terribly officiated game, and And on both sides. There were things that they missed on both sides of the ball, but there were things that were called that were not penalties. I try not to
1: harp on the refs too much. My dad refereed Mm -hmm. for 30 plus years, Um, so I've just become accustomed (laughs) to not blaming officials. Now... I agree with you. I've watched so much football, and that was the worst. I mean, we clearly had a face mask on, I think it was their oh, back yeah. one time. We, like, ripped his head off, and yeah. they didn't call it. As I tell you, I said, man, these refs are bad. Like, They're bad. Uh, and we were on discipline. We had way too many penalties to begin with. But it just seemed like when we were trying to get back into this game, every time we had something, whether we stopped them on defense yep. or we got a nice 15 20 yard or first down, we had a penalty, yep. and it was like you know we couldn't we couldn't get
0: back into the game. So I want to point out three of them, three penalties, and uh, that's what I said. There, there was, and there, I think there was a couple more that they called, but three really pivotal penalties that okay. really hurt us. Their third down when we got roughing the passer where his hand where his hand, where his hand hit him on the head he's being blocked by two guys he, he got, got pushed into he him. got pushed and tripped so that was by freedom the, right? yes freedom okay. and his hand came up and whacked him in the helmet as he's, whacking, as he's making um. as he's making the tackle guys this is not roughing the passer this is football the exactly. quarterback is not a weak person like he takes hits all the time that's not roughing the passer if you want to turn college football in the nfl put flags on the quarterback and stop letting guys even touch them. Because that's what NFL is turning into. That's what college football is going to turn into if that's going to be a penalty ongoing. That doesn't get called. Listen, that, that penalty does not get called in Penn State versus Ohio State. That game nope. does not get called in an Alabama and in any SEC game. I guarantee that penalty is not called by those refs. Because it's a hard play. It's fast motion. That is not something where he is Purposely sticking his hand up to whack the guy in the head, and it's not a penalty. He didn't grab his face, man. And it didn't have any outcome of the play. Yeah, and it, and if anything, it's hands to the face instead of a personal foul. So instead, right. 15, 15 yard penalty, automatic first down. That was a third down play. We stopped him, and, and that was huge because yeah. at that point, I think we were down, um, we were down two scores at the time. Well, and, 21 And one thing that
1: that the and again, you say like the referees didn't cost you the game. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't say that. No, I think they didn't. we. We hurt ourselves, ourselves again in the foot too many yeah. but the way these penalty the, the way these penalties happen and were called, it changed field position so much because yep. every time we got the ball, we started between the eight and the fifteen yard yep. line. And it momentum. And he, it, yes, and yeah. even Frost said he was like, you know, we should have been. In the, and that was more of a penalty of
0: yeah should have been called, but yeah. It well, just we swung things so dur- so drastically. Yeah. So we had that call. We had the holding on the outside. I think they called – well, okay, I got one more too. Okay. <laughs> they had one on uh, Tyjohn Lindsay that they called a holding. Yeah. I mean, they showed the replay. Showed the re- I don't even think he touched the guy. I think he might have touched the guy,
1: but it was just like uh, pushed him. It was just like he put his hands on him like, as, the, as the guy was falling down. As
0: the guy was falling down, he just put his hands on him. So they call that. Um, you had the holding on the outside by I think they called it on uh, Stanley Morgan. We had two. We had a receiver and a tight end on the outside. Spielman's coming around, gets the first down on a third down, gets the first down. We have two of our receivers. Oh yeah, it was underneath the pads. Their their defenders also up underneath. We're holding each other and pushing each other. That's a football play. That's not holding. Yeah. that killed it. That killed the drive. Pushes us back ten yards. Guess what? We end up having to punt that drive. And guess what? When we did punt, they got the ball at like the fifty f- yard line. Yep. And and our punting was a tro Even though he averaged forty plus yards, I mean, it was when you're starting was, when you're punting from the ten yard line, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. And, and then it was another slick. play, he
1: fell the one time. Yeah, and, <sighs> no, I, I I don't think that the punting was terrible. I no. think they were trying to keep it away from more true very
0: true but Um, like i said just kick it as far as you can and kick it out of bounds yeah and then and then we had um uh the punt return it was our punt return that they called blocking the back on oh yeah and you watch the play our guy's hand is on the back in fast motion and in slow motion the guy was the guy didn't even fall down he didn't, yeah, he didn't. He didn't push him. His hand that. was there, and his other hand's up here. He didn't push him. It wasn't a penalty. And those those kind of things, like you said, that that pushes us back 15 yards or half the distance to the goal.
1: Yeah, that was. Yeah, we should have been at like on their side of the field, and instead it was
0: half the distance to the goal. So we started. So we got at, back on like the seven. seven. So those kind of things. Yes, the ref does not determine the outcome of the game, but they for damn sure change momentum in a game, and they change field position in a game where it does hurt a team. Especially when you're trying to battle back in the game, you're down two scores, and you call a bogus penalty when we are driving the ball and driving it well. That just that not only just kills the field position and the momentum, but it, it kills your spirits on offense. Well, it's like, man, it, what do we have to do? Change that to true. be successful because we're trying to play hard. We're trying to do what we need to do to win the game, and every time we do something, we get a penalty call on. Well, us. Well, and
1: it also kind of changed your your game plan as far as play calling goes because you're starting in ten your to own, fifteen yard difference. You're, start, you're starting in your own ten to fifteen yard line. Yeah, I mean. I got you kind of got your back against the wall right off
0: the bat yeah so. first and ten first and 20 big difference uh, third third and five third and 20 huge difference I mean that you go from a third and short to now you got 20 yards to go that's a big difference in a game once again when you're trying to battle back and that was that was disheartening it, I felt like every time that we had a play uh, a positive play I'm like where's the flag where's the flag like every oh, time. yeah I know that's the group people I was watching with. We were doing the same thing, and then all of a sudden, it would come up flag in the bottom corner. And when, when we a couple of the TDs that we did score in the second half, I'm like, "Where's the flag?" I'm just waiting for it, waiting for it, and we didn't get them. But um, God, I just and I like I said, I really feel like our excuse me, I really feel like our um, D backs played really well in that game. We did have we did have a pass interference call. On Budo. Um, but he didn't turn his head, he turn and that's around. the only reason why. It wasn't see, that bad. Did You
1: see, there was basically the exact same play mm-hmm. after, so that that happened, and then there was basically the exact same play, and he turned around, and the dude, the receiver, just like grabbed him, tackled yeah. him, and we're all like, "There's offensive," and then even the guys yeah. on there were like, "Oh, yeah. d- people are going to be thinking that should have been here's, here's the pass here's the
0: only thing that's offensive pass interference anymore in college or pro." it's a push-off. The only thing that's ever called offensive pass interference is a push-off now. They don't call, if two guys are going for the ball, the defender's always going to get the penalty. Shouldn't be that way, but tell, I don't know the last time I saw an offensive pass interference on a jump ball if the guy wasn't either hands on his shoulder pads, but if it's a, a jump ball like that, it's always going to go against the defender, and it's a shame because, I mean, like I said, our defenders played great yesterday, and that, that penalty, uh, that, that did hurt us. I think they went up going down scoring either, at least a field goal on that, but um, Boodle played fantastic his his defensive plays yesterday I mean there's a reason why he was given a black shirt yeah um, a lot of people still argue that maybe they handed the black shirts out a little early. You can argue either way, but I think the guys that have them you can see the work they're doing yeah and you can see them busting their tail you see them not giving up on plays and Frost mentioned that too in the press conferences you know Michigan said our guys gave up and he said listen, our our guys aren't giving up out there. He goes if you watch it if you watch the film like we do, and really break down the plays. We're getting beat. We're not doing good enough to win the games, but we're not giving up. Yeah. These guys are fighting. And they fighting and they, de- they definitely fought back yesterday. Yeah. I mean, the first half was pretty bad.
1: Yeah. And and they really fought back in the second half. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I mean, they're still just not that good, but yeah. Yeah, and, we have, we have yep. good we have some good players. I mean, yeah. Martinez is great, Stanley's great, JD Spiel's great. Yeah. Ziegler played Fantastic. Yeah, right. oh, God. Biggest
0: heart ever. Um, and then you have Boodle and Barry and those guys on defense. Yeah. I just – I think, you know, the undisciplined plays, you know, the hit out of bounds was probably the most undisciplined play that we had was a hit out of bounds, but – I know. I don't know if it was, like, a
1: frustration type thing. Yeah. Or what the re- what the deal was.
0: Yeah. No, in, in – yeah, no. It was not – a hundred, the 100-plus hundred yards and penalties, no, it wasn't all refs. They were poor. Yeah, but – there were things that we did that was very undisciplined. I, yeah, and we agree with you. Yeah, totally. I, I'd say four four or five of those penalties were not penalties. But the other seven or eight that we got, absolutely. We still would have had 100-plus penalty yards. Yeah. Um, yeah, someone's, you know, Martinez. Dwayne, you think Martinez wasn't 100%? Um, like I said to you, I think –
1: I think they've been holding the reins back on him a little bit as far as running the ball goes. Yeah. Um I, I would I would I feel totally like they did. I mean, obviously he didn't play in Troy. And then last week against Michigan, they just basically just took him out so he didn't get hurt. Yeah. Um first half this week, that you could tell when he did hang on to the ball, he would just kind of run out of bounds or he wouldn't get very far. In the second half, he was like Either they told him to, yep. or he was just like, I'm I'm doing this and yeah. you can totally tell a difference when he when he goes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so And maybe he's not hundred percent. He and, might not be. And if he's not then that just means he'll be that much better when he is.
0: Yeah. So we we don't know. And that's Dwayne, that's a good point. I mean, there are times where in scrambling out of the pocket for his the speed that he has that's when i saw that maybe maybe he's not 100 percent when he yeah. couldn't no, scramble right. away from the defenders but um tim thanks so both hands of the face and roughing the pass are 15 yard okay so either way One i didn't hour. think it was a penalty but um but yeah i mean you talk about the discipline on the team and, and like you mentioned randall yeah 100 plus yards and penalties is not all refs no and that's no, not what we're not saying neither. um there there were momentum swings there was, was field position change that really did hurt us and I, I feel like they got some five yard penalties here and there i just i don't feel like i feel like it was very lopsided on the penalties but we were very undisciplined in multiple aspects of that game uh whether there's a penalty or not the discipline on the team was not there and frost said that it's just not the team's not there the team does and he even said the team is just we don't have the players there we don't have the talent and he even mentioned that the talent is just not up to standard right now yeah it's not there and as far as
1: you know undiscipline goes you you have a third and nineteen, and you don't keep contained. And the quarterback yes. runs for twenty yards for first down. Yes, I mean that's
0: being undisciplined. Yes, uh, that, that's we made a lot of mental mistakes. There's another yes. one where the tight end ended up going like 35, 40 yards on a no pass and because no we had our corner. Our corner didn't do anything. I know hand. exactly. They, yeah, I, the, I, the, the exactly corner. The corner pushed in. Uh, it was on the left side. Corner pushed in, followed the wide receiver, and so did the safety. So here comes the tight end down, he's wide open. Um, so those kind of things, undisciplined, mental. that's – And people want to point at coaches. That's not coaching. That's, that's up here. That's a mental mistake where once the corner takes that wide receiver, the safety's got to know he's got the overtop guy and he didn't follow the tight end. And that's just. And,
1: you know, communication is a key in that particular uh, instinct, too, you know, instance,
0: rather. <laughs> What do we got? Oh, uh, Tim. When does the Irish uh, football segment start? Easy, buddy. We'll get there. Uh, um, I think we just got <laughs> to skip it this skip week. It. Uh, but yeah, so Colorado—they jumped in the rankings. They're they're unbeaten, and we almost beat them. So I mean, I still they beat up on UCLA. I still question. I still question their offensive line because we had seven sacks against them, and we haven't seen that type of uh, our defensive line hasn't we been that strong no, since. Especially in the first half, man. We got yeah. no pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. It was insane. But but listen, I mean. I'm red till dead. I, I love my Huskers. I was very proud of the comeback that we had, and we had we had a shot to even make it thirty five forty two, and then yeah. Martinez Some... threw threw a poor a poor pass. And that was a tough time. And that to was do that. that was really did the same thing in the Colorado game yeah. Yeah. So that was really tough. But once again, those are freshman mistakes. He's going to learn from that, and we're going to move forward. We're going to go on to our next yeah. game,
1: and you know it get was he like said right. Uh, somebody, where I was watching the game, said yesterday, somebody said, you know, I thought that with Frost coming in that we were we were going to be in every game. Like, we, had t- like, you know, people would talk about, you know, even if we don't win, we're going to be in the game. Yeah. And it was at a time in the game where we were losing by double digits. Yeah. A couple, 27 20, to 7, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Like, I thought we were going to be in games. And then we started coming back, and it was like, you know... That, he knows what he's doing. The, he's got some of the guys fighting at least. Yeah. Well,
0: and the fight didn't. That fight didn't exist previously, and we didn't see exactly. that. That, that was not, that. That was my point. Yeah, that was not the way we saw the last few years, and in the nine and three season that we had with Riley. I mean, our schedule was a lot easier that year too. But um, oh, yeah. but to go from five and seven to nine and three to a four and eight, I mean, there's something that's shifting there in culture wise. But but uh, yes, it, I thought we'd be in every game as well, and we really have been except for Michigan. Yeah. Um, and so we have to continue to battle. The team has to continue to battle. Um, they have continued to, some of the mistakes, figure it out on their own. It's not coaching. It is those mental mistakes that they're making on the field. That is not doing your job on the field and making those undisciplined mental mistakes that are going to cost your team a touchdown, a first down, a third and 19 first down. Those kind of things are killer, and those will take away momentum as well. Um, yeah, you get a stop, and then they punt, and you get good field position. But yeah. instead, they get 20
1: yards, and then yeah. they get a first down. And then when they do punt, you get the ball to seven. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it was, it, it was rough, guys. And, and once again, no one knew this was going to be easy. No one thought this was going to be easy. And if you did, then you weren't really paying attention to what we had the last three years, the culture. Um, and I, I, didn't ex- I expected like a five and seven season. Six and six would have been great. Um, now I'm hoping for three wins. Um, if we get three wins, I'm happy. Um, if we get one win, guess what? As long as we see improvement game to game to game, and we see those positive things, we see the undisciplined mistakes change, that's what we want to, right now, that's what we want to see. When we're getting 15 10 yard penalties, every penalty we have because of undisciplined mistakes, that is changing the games. It wasn't turnovers yesterday, it was penalties. Yeah we had, I think we average over 10 yards per penalty. Or no, no, we average over ten penalties per game, ten point three per game in yards. I mean, we got to be close to one hundred and fifteen yards on average per game because all our penalties are personal fouls or holdings.
1: I'm pretty sure we have the most penalty
0: yards per game. Oh, guarantee college football. But what I was going to say, we'll, we'll get we'll get to Michigan as well
1: yeah that was kind of a.
0: Speed. Uh, yeah well yeah the Michigan game last was I mean that was that the lack of confidence last week for Nebraska Probably. I wouldn't disagree with that uh we were we were just pushed around we were out beaten. Yeah. we were we were outsized we were out uh speed was definitely a factor in that game too um so and Dan <laughs> Dan says I. <hi>. um <laughs> oh yeah so hey, we, we we see the fight in the kids we see that the kids they don't want to lose they're pissed yeah. These guys are not happy losing, and Frost is pissed about losing. The coaches, everyone's mad about losing. But how do you change that? You got to improve every game. We we may win three games this year. We may win one. We may win two. Um, I don't. We could go zero and twelve. We better beat Bethune Cookman. But um, if we go one and eleven, guess what? All we know is that we can go. We can do better, and we can get better. That we will we'll, get better. And we will. Frost is going to direct the ship. Um, so. Once again, I, I think uh, it was another rough day. <laughs> it was another rough day um, in college football uh, for the Huskers. But uh, like I said, last week, zero positive things to say. This week, I think there's a lot of positive things to take away from that game to where we can improve on. and we can, It's just those undisciplined mistakes.
1: You know, and I was talking to somebody too yesterday. Young Up- upcoming this week, we got Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. This would be the year that we would beat Wisconsin when we're having a bad season. My <laughs> God, please, yes. <laughs> beat Wisconsin. Yes. Not in a season where us beating Wisconsin gets us into the Big Ten championship. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is just But um, – we're not playing for the Big Ten right well, now. We're playing um, for a win. Like we talked about before, if you can stop the run against yep. Wisconsin, if you know if you make Hornybook throw – You get him on the scramble. You got to have him scramble. Starts turning over
0: the ball. We can get some points off turnover. Yep. Gosh, we just needed a turnover yesterday. I mean, we we, gave, we came close a couple times. But um, David mentioned, you know, Frost going to start benching guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. He hey, did He, he did yesterday. He put some players in that I hadn't seen before. There was a couple guys I'm like, uh, who are you? guy made a tackle, and I'm like, wait,
1: I pretty much know the players.
0: Yeah, don't, don't know who that guy is. So I mean, that's what we want to see, too, on a coaching staff, is if they're not doing things right, you figure it out. You put yeah. them on the bench and say, you're not playing until you figure it out. I'm going to put someone else, someone that's going to fight harder, and not make those mental mistakes. So, more power to him. Lamar
1: Jackson got burned for a long one again yesterday. It happens every game.
0: Yeah. It's tough. Oh, and I think they ended up putting in um, uh, Lee Jr., and, put in an elite, um, and he's just as bad as Lamar Jackson, in my point of view. But probably. I think he's substituted for Lamar. Probably. And maybe he's going to play better. Hey, uh, Kurt Warner's son got in there, maybe. Yes, and he had a few. He's not got, bad. Man, he looked pretty good. He's, he's not a, not a bad, tall guy. guy. I,
1: like I, didn't
0: know, I didn't know he was on the team, so that I, was I, fantastic. I did. I knew he was on the team because uh, Kurt Warner was there for the spring game. Man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, So, so good for him. So a lot, a lot of things to build on for next week. And Bill Murray was at the game. Yes, Bill Murray. Unfortunately, didn't bring any luck, but yeah. that's okay. Um, Alright, I don't have anything else on the Huskers You guys continue to comment if you want to on the Huskers We're going to move on to the other games yesterday There were some big games yesterday Last night, um, Ohio State-Penn State So this game Holy cow, that's that's, that stadium game, man. That stadium Oh man yeah. I, I, They beat the attendance record over 110,400 something people I think um, So they beat the attendance record um, yeah, Warner made some plays. Um, we beat the attendance, or they beat their attendance record against Ohio State. Nebraska's like four on the list uh, playing at Penn State for attendance-wise. But um, I mean, that game was just tooth and nail, man. Talk about two defenses yeah, playing their hearts out. I mean, as much as I don't like either team, as much as I really don't like Ohio State. Holy cow! I mean, those teams just fought. I mean, that's that's what you call a battle in the trenches when two teams are just fighting it out. Every inch, every yard yeah. matters. And I thought Haskins was going to be able
1: to, not necessarily have his way. I knew it was going to be the toughest defense he's seen. Yeah. Um.
0: They they struggled early to to put points on the board. Yeah. And really, it was a struggle in the second half for both teams to put points. And and Penn State wasn't easing their way down the field either against ohio state and it just goes to show ohio state didn't have boza but they got guys that can play yeah um so that game by 26 27 26 my only question in that game was the play calling on that fourth and five yeah um unfortunately they ended up getting a fourth and 14 or a third and 14 so they had to battle back just to get uh nine of those yards and then on 4th and 5, you got McSorley's got uh, over 170 yards rushing in the game. Most of them came on um, on a pass and not the run. Um, and so it wasn't the QB options that he made all his runs on. It was the pass where he decided to take yeah. off and run. That's where his long runs came. So I was expecting a pass play on that 4th and 5. I was not expecting a read if option. If anything,
1: he could, he could uh, tuck it and... Yeah, he, he would have
0: the option. And so that is... Yeah, so that last play call and guess I didn't see the post game conference, but I'm really interested to see how many times it was asked to Jade Franklin, how many times uh, they thought about what play they're going to run and why, why that they was took the it out of
1: McSorley's hands.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, they gave him the option to have it in his hands, but he gave it to Sanders and there was just no room and and guess what, Ohio State, kudos to them they read they read that play. They yeah, knew so they were gonna do that play and it was right out right there. It was probably be, met him in the right, right probably right. because of the way they lined up. That'd be my guess. Yeah. Is that wasn't the first time they'd seen it. They were prepared. And they they both both teams chess match, timeout. Okay, we're gonna read that read that offense, call a timeout. Okay, we're gonna read your defense, we're gonna call a timeout. And boom, it just it didn't change the end result. Um I, I mean I get it. Yeah, good. My, Tim, so yeah, Franklin said it was on him. I yeah, of course he did. it was that was that was the play call and that's what they decided to do and he, I mean, they uh, it right out of I, mean I get it. Like,
1: if, if everybody knows that he's going to have the ball, yeah. then it's you know he's going to everybody's going to go to him. But
0: but when you got Sanders, Sanders is a good running back. He is. So he's a good option. He is. I so, just thought you you don't take it out of McSorley's hands. I was shocked. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that, that was a hell of a game. That was a fun to watch. Same time, it uh, started a little bit earlier, I think, either that or just got done faster. Was the Notre Dame Stanford. So, number eight, Notre Dame took on Stanford. Um, now, I've, I've said it more than once this year is if Notre Dame is going to get to the college football playoff, it's going to be this year because of their schedule. Yeah. You can say Stanford's number seven. Absolutely, they are. And they deserve to be there. But I've not been, that's because they started there. They started in the top nice. ten, but it's I have not, not have really not high. been impressed with Stanford. I've watched that. That was the I've watched probably three and a half of their games. Not been impressed with their offense. Their defense is good, but I've not been impressed with their offense. So I didn't think they had a chance of beating Notre Dame because Notre Dame's defense is one of the really strong points. Um, let's see. But what I saw yesterday, yeah, we made a lot of dumb decisions. Yeah, penalties, absolutely. Um, but one thing that I saw yesterday that Notre Dame hasn't shown yet this year. And the biggest difference that they have this year is Wimbush is not the starter anymore. And Book, really, that kid can play. And the, dude, the dude's tall. He's fast. He's got, he's got wheels, and he can throw the ball. dude can thread a needle. I mean, it started off, that game was actually toe-to-toe. Um, yeah, they were, were going back, back and forth. was 7-7, 14-14. Um, then it in uh, I think, 21-17. And then from there, Notre Dame just kind of took the wheel and said, hey, we got this. This is our game. And they did. They ended up scoring another 17 points after that, um, and they ended up winning 38-17. If you watch any of that game, one thing I took away from that is Notre Dame controlled both sides of the ball. They did. Stanford had no answer on either side of the ball, and Notre Dame brought in different plays that they don't run on a day-to-day basis. Um, And I was, Tim, you're going to like this, I was impressed on what I saw from Notre Dame. Because they were able to adjust how they needed to to get to that 38 to 17 win. When there's a tie game, it's going back and forth. Uh, right. Bryce Love was taken out of the game, uh, he ended up getting hurt, but but he was to me, he was not a huge factor and he wouldn't he have made a big determination. Maker. He wasn't going to be a difference maker in the outcome of the game. Right. Um, Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame, yeah, so Dexter Williams came in and had uh over 100 yards rushing. Um, and playing he, his first game he first game back so he was suspended so Dexter Williams game. played really well and I believe their other running back is hurt uh, if I remember correct so but Notre Dame they they control both sides of that ball um, and when you look at their previous games it's like man you guys struggle with Wake. you struggle with Vandy you with and and, Mich- and struggle with Ball State and yes you beat Michigan uh, Michigan's now number 15 I think they dropped one in the standings after really uh, almost losing Northwestern yesterday yeah. um, I was so, not surprised. So, yes, you you beat two ranked teams. You know Michigan, that, to me, yes, that's a legit win. Stanford, obviously a legit win. But I do think Stanford, they dropped seven spots. Usually you see an eight and a seven go head-to-head. No matter, even if the score is close, you don't see them drop seven spots. That was a huge drop uh, for them. But I think Notre Dame was that much better than Stanford. And I think they wanted to prove to everybody watching that game as – we deserve a shot, right. Well, if we continue to win games, and they don't have, they don't have too many other opportunities.
1: I mean, they play USC, but you know, USC's not that great. USC's here. having a down year. Um, they have Virginia Tech this next week. Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion last week. Yeah. So I mean,
0: and Virginia this Tech is probably their Virginia biggest Tech game. Jump back into the rankings at like twenty three or twenty four. So Did they? yeah. So they jump back in the rankings. But that's because so many teams that jump into the rankings in, the, in 21, I hate the, 22, 23, 24, I hate 25, the I hate the they lose and they jump back out. So all those teams, they're, they're, there's a lot of uh, turnover in the, t- the last five of the top 25. I but I, honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter with Notre Dame right now. They just have to win. They beat Michigan. They beat Stanford. Boom. You got two wins. Right. Virginia Tech. It, they lost Old Dominion. I don't yeah. think Notre Dame's gonna have trouble with them. Um, I think Notre Dame's gonna beat Virginia Tech. I think they're gonna destroy USC because I think USC they have a decent defense, right. but they, they got a, they got an eighteen year old quarterback. Right. Um, I just I don't I don't think yeah. I don't think USC is gonna cause any trouble for Notre Dame. I really don't. So I, I could I be would wrong. say the only thing that they need to worry about is
1: having four conference champs undefeated.
0: I don't think it's gonna happen, though.
1: I don't think it would happen either. No, uh,
0: you're not gonna have one in the Big Twelve. You're not gonna oh, have yeah. one. You're not gonna have one in the Pac Twelve. The Pac Twelve. is mean, Pac done. Already? They're already done. I mean, um, not done, but so you're you're gonna have probably uh, either Bama, Georgia, or LSU. One of those three teams for the SEC. Um, Ohio, Ohio State, State. Is, is probably the front runner right now because they're the only team, team that in lost in the Big Ten. Uh, Iowa doesn't have. A oh, there, Iowa! Right. So hey, potential—you never know, right? <laughs> uh, so know I, this, Iowa is still in play for the Big Ten championship, um, and then in the ACC, Clemson struggled yesterday, man. And Lawrence got hurt. They really did. How incredible is that? I mean, pretty much the
1: same scenario as what happened to us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> a guy gets named a starter, so then the guy doesn't show up to practice the next day, and then he transfers. And then well, he didn't transfer. He's still enrolled in the school. Okay, well he's gonna he's gonna leave. He'll he'll what be about? a graduate transfer. Is right. He's gonna be. But then the kid gets hurt
0: in the first game. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's that's, crazy. It's one of those things where you know we we know what that feels like. It's deja vu. Um, but Syracuse, I mean, they all, they took on Clemson yesterday, and yeah, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they, he made a mistake. He never should have ran that ball, tried to get extra yards. I and mean, it was a long third down. He wasn't going to get the first down. He should have just gone out of bounds. I know. So instead, he he dives, and the guy it wasn't a malicious hit. The guy was making a tackle and happened to happen to knock him out. And unfortunate for Lawrence. And I gotta be honest, I was not impressed with Lawrence. I didn't. I wasn't either. And I think he's come in and played pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um, I did. W- I I did watch when they beat Texas A and M. It was a it was a pretty good yeah. game. Yeah. He was he, he he played. He looked really good in that. Yeah. But um, he started out real shaky. I don't know if it was just nerves of his first start. Syracuse defense was playing pretty solid. They were. And um, so he was getting some pressure. Uh, I mean, he had a bad fumble. Yeah. Uh, on a handoff. Yeah. That just so just dropped, whatever. Yeah, I, I understand
0: I understand wanting to play your best guy but you got a senior who's seasoned he's done well he's 16 and 2 as a starter I believe is what his record is 16 and 2 and you want to start a true freshman over him I understand Bryant wanting to leave I mean that's that's a slap in the face to me yeah, yeah i understand both sides of the business what i didn't like yesterday during that game is the announcers calling him selfish the announcers were assholes they're uh, like i can't believe you know now this happens and Bryant, you know he's got to feel really selfish that was a really selfish move on his part to transfer and to leave the team and i mean yeah i mean we had our fans tell saying that about jebbia but i didn't feel the same way about jebbia if he wants to leave leave brian wants to leave leave man it's your decision yeah um and Jebby, <laughs> you, per, you could he could
1: get hurt in the first game, yeah. and you could have the potential of taking your team to another playoff.
0: Yeah. But so I mean, that's the thing. You just you don't know what's going to happen. You want to make the best decision for yourself, and that's what Brian think he's, thinks he's doing. But to shame him on national television, I mean, that was gutless to me. That was that was horrible. I didn't hear that. But it was it was horrible. I mean, they said it more than once too. It wasn't like they said it one time. Um, hmm. But anyway, so Notre Dame they control they control their destiny to get in right. the playoff. They have to. They have to play their weaker opponents like they played Stanford. And that's what the problem has when been. Is they're playing down to their opponents. They have to bury them. That's what they, yeah. they need to put up 56 points like they did against Wake. So, they sorry, they didn't struggle with them. They it took them a while, but they put up 56 points. That's what they need to do from this point forward. Yeah,
1: they just need to, to secure that I would spot. say at this point, they just need to make sure that they don't have a, a letdown game and let one get away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't let some team hang in and. End up having a chance to beat him at the
0: end. Absolutely, you know, um, or
1: even have a you know a kind of a hangover game against Virginia Tech this week. because you just come off a, a big uh, win? Off a big win. Yep. I mean, I'm sure Kelly's gonna have him. He'll get him prepared. ready and ready to go. But he, but Ian Books the right guy at quarterback.
0: He is. Yeah, and It, I, he, it seems he, like he, it
1: happens all like every other year. Said they said they it, yeah. have a quarterback come in and take take
0: their place mm-hmm. of the starter. Yeah, That's but weird. man, I mean, that was just a couple good games here. So Alisio... <laughs> um, he mentioned that you know rooting. For, I do not love ND. <laughs> rooting for Wisconsin to uh, to win the West. I mean, it's going to be them or Iowa, if you ask me. Um, it's not going to be Purdue. It's not going to be Northwestern. It's not going to be Illinois. I mean, there's there's teams Miami, in the West. <laughs> yeah, so I, it's going to be Wisconsin or Iowa. So at doesn't like Iowa. We know that now. Uh, <laughs> he's rooting for Wisconsin, but I think Wisconsin. I don't know. I can't even say that as far as who has a better chance to beat Ohio State. Um, i just i don't know if anybody does i would put 55 points last year yeah i guess that's true so i would i was got a good defense as well so i could very well take on ohio state if they get up and win the big 10 um big 10 west so you just never know um yeah jimmy loves notre dame that's that's funny jimmy no we we all know we all know what that is um Thanks, Alicio. Appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, anyways, it, it was it was a fun Saturday, really. Those two games, and then you know Clemson. Yes, they struggled against Syracuse. Um, Syracuse was better than I thought. They looked pretty good. They looked pretty the, good. The only problem is their offense. Their offense was not very good.
1: Yeah. Um, right.
0: And if their offense was better, they would have beat. They would they, beat Clemson. They, they should have won the game when Lawrence yeah. goes out, and they're up even even with ten. To, even with Lawrence points? in, even with Lawrence in, I think yeah. they should have won the game. But uh, their offense is just a little shaky. Uh, but it was really a sloppy game all around. Yeah. Neither offense was look good. Smoking. The defenses look good. That was about it. Um, otherwise, you got LSU won. They beat Ole Miss. Um, Oklahoma, man, Kyler Murray yesterday, if he's not in, uh, or you look at Clemson, their uh, running back, uh, I keep on wanting to say Auntie Anne, but it's like Eddie M, his last name, or Eddie Anna. Okay. Um, he had 203 rushes and three TDs. He looked really good. Um, Kyler Murray. Oh yeah, he's
1: he's really good, dude.
0: Kyler Murray, uh, for Oklahoma, seventeen to twenty-one, four hundred thirty-two yards and six TDs. That dude's got to be number one. There's no way I'd put him above Tua. Alabama. I mean, they don't play crap for defenses either. But I think Kyler Murray. He's put up multiple four hundred yard games this year. uh, That's
1: insane. Where the Big Twelve is, I mean, you put him and Greer up there. They put up sixty-six points. West
0: Virginia, the Same same
1: way. I mean, he's throwing.
0: Auburn, Auburn beat Southern Miss. Um, yeah, but they struggled, I think. But there was a three-hour delay. Ah, uh, that's tough. So it was 24-13 with a three-hour delay thrown in. But um, So Auburn, yeah, you can say they struggled, but after a delay like that, that's tough for football. It's that's... a little bit easier for like a baseball team, but for football, man, I think that's a lot harder yeah. to get that many guys ready. Um, Washington, Washington beat BYU. Yeah. Um, yeah, LSU beat Ole Miss. I think it was like they put up thirty-five points, thirty-five seventeen or something. Um, gotcha. That was a late game. I ended up watching the rest. But Washington either. beat BYU. Um, so I think that knocked BYU back out of the top twenty-five. Man, if they wa- just
1: jumped in, if Washington could have figured out a way to beat Auburn that first game, they probably would go undefeated. Oh, easy.
0: Uh, West Virginia beat Texas Tech. Now that game kind of came down to the wire. Um, it was 35-28 28. Um, and then Texas Tech threw a pick, mm. um, and then they end up scoring, making it forty-two, um, making it forty-two thirty-four. Uh, and then – or 42-28. And then they have scoring on one, try to, get, um, try to get the extra point, then tried going for two. It just didn't work out for them. But, uh, but really, that game was pretty, pretty good game as well. Uh, Greer was 27-41 with 370 yards and three TDs. So, um, yeah, not a bad big game. Big 12 quarterbacks, man. Uh, UCF looked good over Pitt, 45-17. Uh, Milton three, threw for 328 uh, yards and four TDs. He's got to be in the Heisman conversation as well if you ask Actually, me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan beat Northwestern twenty seventeen. That game was. It was seventeen to seven for quite a while. Uh, it was seventeen nothing. They that they 17, seventeen nothing. That was seventeen point lead. Um, and then Michigan scored in the second. Yeah, they
1: showed you know how in game they do like a going on in. Mm-hmm. Evansville or Evanston. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: whatever. So. So that game. Was I couldn't believe that. Uh, Kentucky remains undefeated. They won. Um, Their running back's good. He could be a high yeah. candidate. Yes. Uh, Texas beat K-State 19-14. to um, Not an impressive one, but they won. Texas has continued to win in games like they need to. Um, Oregon beat Cal. Michigan State won. Virginia Tech beat Duke. So Duke just t- jumped in. Now they're back out. Uh, Florida beat uh, Mississippi State. Um, I was surprised. going was Mullen going against his, going against his former yeah. team. Yep. Um, so really not a lot of changes in the top 25. we got about eight and a half minutes here. Um so it's easy to win championships with, uh, with 4.9 star recruits. Yeah, Bama absolutely has. Yeah, it makes it easy. Um,
1: yeah, Alabama is going to be favored by double digits in every single game. Oh, easy.
0: Yeah, easy. Easily. Yeah. And they'll probably beat everybody. And the SEC sucks. Georgia, right now, LSU and Georgia and Auburn. I mean, you got four teams that are okay, that are doing Auburn pretty good. LSU. So pretty you never low. know what's going to happen with Bama. Um, those those games, I think they could be pretty good with LSU or Georgia and or Georgia. Um, next week, top twenty five. Not a lot of changes. You got Ohio State jumped up one to three. Of course, uh, Herb Streets <laughs> like, oh, they should jump in the top two conversation. He was saying that. No, that. He, I don't know why they allow him to or do accurate. Ohio State games. It's ridiculous because he actually didn't homer them too much last night, but he usually does. Yeah, no, I hate that. But I don't, I don't know. Get him <laughs> out of there. Um, Clemson dropped a spot to four. Uh, yeah, they're dropping, man. Which, which really, I mean, you could have jumped LSU out of them uh, to you four. You probably could have Notre Dame. You probably could jumped Notre Dame in uh, Clemson after that that performance. But uh, we'll see going forward. Still a lot of you people left. Jumped Oklahoma over them. Yeah, Oklahoma dropped down to seven. Um, and Notre Dame jumped two to six. Uh, Jumped two spots up to six. Um, Auburn jumped up. West Virginia, Washington, all up. Penn State down. UCF up one. uh, Kentucky up four. Stanford moved down seven to fourteen, and Michigan dropped one to fifteen. Next week, not really a lot that should be. There's going to be good football. Oh yeah, there are. But as far as uh, top twenty-five matchups that are that could be, you know, really. Uh, make a difference in the playoff. You got Texas playing Oklahoma it's at the Cotton It's
1: always a good one, and
0: Texas is really getting their feet underneath them. Uh, Ellinger is starting to play pretty well as quarterback. Um, I'd look out for that. Texas really could take over Oklahoma and win that game, but they're going to have to contain Kyler Murray because he can run and he can throw. Obviously, we know he can throw. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the double. Yeah. So Tim, the double over, overtime win with Oklahoma and Army, they don't seem to punish teams like that. Um, because really, once again, Syracuse and Clemson, they lost the Cle- the Syracuse last year. Didn't right. stop them from getting in. Um, they just didn't take it as they, big of a day as they probably it, should. They
1: took it as uh, Brian got hurt. It was Yep, yeah, Brian got hurt, and it was an
0: early season loss. Mm-hmm. It always is worse when you lose at the end. So, in Oklahoma one They beat Army, I understand. I don't disagree with you, Tim. I think that OU should have dropped a couple spots from there because at that week – They did.
1: I'm pretty sure they did. Cause they think... dropped
0: one spot to five. They're at four, and they dropped to five. This week, oh, no, the week they after were at they, yeah, four they were they at four, four uh, okay. and then, uh, or they were at five and dropped to six. That's what happened. Okay, uh, but I thought Notre Dame was going to jump them that week, uh, because of that performance against Army, uh, but they didn't. And it, it is what it is once again, rankings are subjective, um, it's really hard yeah. or objective, so it's really hard to, yeah. I mean, you got UCF, what are they at? They're at twelve or 13 now. Yeah, I mean, when the first playoff rankings come out, they're going to be like 19th. Yeah, they won't even be up. Well, maybe not. After last year, if they're continuing that dominance and they go undefeated again, they might not be. Uh, but we'll see. They're not going to be in the playoff. We know that. Um, a lot would have to happen. Uh, but next week, Texas-Oklahoma. I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, I, really want to see, I really want to see what Texas brings to that game. Um, yeah. As much as I don't like the Longhorns, I would love to see them knock off Oklahoma. It's always a good game, um, so I think it's gonna be a fun game to watch. Uh, I'm I'm still gonna take Oklahoma by 17. I think there's really their What's offense. Right? Texas offense is not as fast-paced and as powerful as Oklahoma, and like home run threat type. yeah Offense. Yeah. I'm with you. When you complete 17 passes for 430 yards, that's incredible. That, that those are long plays. I mean, that's not obviously receivers making plays too, um, and then you got. Clemson at Wake Forest, I'm putting that on there because we don't know what's going to happen with Clemson next week. We don't know if Lawrence is going to play. If they have Bryce at quarterback, he actually didn't do too bad. Uh, He's a freshman. I mean, he was better than our third string that came in. (laughs) Yeah, um, but he he didn't look that bad. So I think Clemson-Wake Forest could be an interesting game to watch next week. Um, Wake Forest, they gave a 56 to Notre Dame. Um, I think Notre Dame could be Clemson right now, to be honest. I think, they, I think Notre Dame could battle with Ohio State right now, to be honest, um, just with what I saw yesterday. Two different style of teams, um, but with putting up, I just thought they looked really good yesterday. Um, but Clemson-Wake Forest, that could be a tricky game.
1: Okay.
0: It's at Wake Forest, so it's at home. You forgot to put Nebraska and Wisconsin on there. I, we were going to talk about it anyways. I didn't have to put it down. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting to win, but I'm expecting a fight. I'm expecting a team hungry to go into Wisconsin um, yeah. and really you know, just grind it. Grind out and try to win this game the best we possibly can and fight until the end. Yeah, I would say I'm not expecting a win. I am hoping to have a good start. I want to clean up the discipline mistakes. Yeah. If we can clean, if we have six penalties in that game, I will be happy. Yeah. If we have 12 penalties again, I'm going to be really mad. Yeah. I mean, but it's the
1: undisciplined stuff give, that we got to clean. If we clean can up. get a fast start. If we have the start that we did on offense yesterday and just kind of build from there and maybe get a couple stops, just hang in the game. Yeah.
0: We know what we can we do. Can we can hang in the game. We got a shot. We saw what we can do on offense and we saw we can score fast. We've seen it more than once this year. Now, Nebraska can score fast. It's duplicating that. It's getting it done again and again and again and again. UCF does that. Yep. And we have to get it done again and again and again. A lot of teams do that. But we seem to score fast, and then it's like, eh. Yeah. We yeah. change our play calling. We There's something that just doesn't click on that the next offensive drive we need to put up 14 in our first two drives well we need to score and then we need to stop
1: them and have yeah. you know the defense jacked up a little bit Dope. and then have the offense be like all right yeah the defense is stopping them we quick quicker starts yeah we can Quaker get after starts. them
0: so yeah one one thing i want to say last yeah last thing about the press conference is i thought it was really funny and scott frost's response to the question i didn't once again didn't hear the question you didn't hear any question but his response was i don't care what ucf is doing and then there was a follow up question. He goes, That's not for me to know. That's for you to know. And walked off. He was pissed. Because a lot of people, a lot of the national media is like Scott Frost is uh, second guessing his decision to go to Nebraska. No,
1: he's not. No, he's not. He wants
0: to be here. He wants to win. He is and home. And even a lot, a lot of those national guys,
1: they came out this week and they, they said after the Michigan yeah. loss, and they're like, Fans, just be patient. A lot Joe, of people, Joe a lot of he's, people. It's he's like bait. buy stock and Scott Frost and yeah. Nebraska.
0: It's clickbait. They it. they want clicks. They want likes. They want people to pay attention to what they have to write, even though it's, it's bullshit. Yeah, I mean. So, anyways, we know it's a process. We we got Huskers back. We are 100 percent red until dead. Um, it's tough this year. It's going to be tough this year. Maybe tough next year. Uh, but we're gonna ride this team until um, you know until we die. And you know, being a Cubs fan, uh, being Cubs fans, yes. we know what it's like to wait for championships. We do, and it was and,
1: worth the wait.
0: And we've been waiting now, you know, twenty years, twenty plus years, you know, twenty one years now for a championship. Over twenty years, we want that championship, but we know it's gonna take time, take patience, get the right people in place. Joe Madden came into the Cubs, right person, boom, they go to the uh, the playoffs, boom, they win the championship, playoffs, playoffs, I mean, four years in a row. Yep. That is what Frost is going to try to build on is I want to get my guys in, I want to win. He's going to do that. Uh, Last 30 seconds here. Look at all the first-year coaches. Yeah, so all the first-year coaches yeah, are struggling. struggling. Just, and, that's, time, and, and that's national me to point that out as well. Yeah, so exactly. I'm not worried about it. Go Big Red. Go Huskers. As always. Congratulations to all the teams that won yesterday. You know today and fans out there, enjoy it. You guys are going to go to the playoff this year. Just got to take care of business. Jimmy's not happy about it, but I'm trying to be realistic. So go Big Red. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're Two Average Guys. Thanks for See tuning you next in. next week.